We're glad you've joined us for Soul Talks. We're Bill and Christy Galtier, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We train pastors and other women and men in ministry to thrive with Jesus in life and leadership. We hope you enjoyed these Soul Talks where we've been playing some sound bites of Bill and I teaching at the Soul Shepherding Institute. Registration is open for the next Soul Shepherding Institute community of pastors and all kinds of men and women in ministry. We'd love to have you join us. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Soul Talks. Bill and I have been praying for you. We always love it when we get to see you in person. I recently ran into Julie from Minnesota out here for a baby shower, and she gave a great devotional at my friend's baby shower and enjoyed talking to her and learned that she listens to Soul Talks, which is always so fun. Fun when we get to meet you, just going about our daily life or some of the events that we do, some of the churches we speak at. It's it's always a joy. And when, when you email us, we love to hear too, just your questions, what God's, you know, doing in your life, what you would like to hear from from Bill and I more. And one of the things... Reminds me of why we do Soul Talks, Christy. And the idea here is that we're sitting down with you, the listener, at our kitchen table, and we're having a Soul Talk. We are. And one of the things that we find that happens is that you ask us, well, tell us about you. How are you? What's going on in your life? And so we want to do a little bit of that on today's Soul Talk. Yeah, we we're, want to update you. We've been working on a new book that we have a contract with Revel to write, and some of you have been praying for us about that, and we really appreciate that. And the, the book is on the stages of grace in our life with Christ, and we unpack in a lot of depth and stories and assessments and Bible stories and uh, soul shepherding uh, spiritual discipline experiences. We unpack the journey of life with Jesus through the Christ stages that we teach, uh, including the wall that um, we all run into in life in different ways, different times of of uh, suffering, of uh, burnout, of questions and concerns, uh, feeling distant from God, and we can feel like a wall. And we talk about how that's part of the part of the journey in the middle, and how God uses that to deepen us and lead us into the inner journey. And so this is going to be a powerful tool for you in your personal life with Jesus and in your ministry to others, whether that's a ministry of discipleship or spiritual direction or as a pastor preaching or in programming in a church, many different applications. But to understand where people are in their journey with Jesus is so helpful because each of these different six stages is like a a different personality, uh, even a different culture in some ways. And so you want to uh, your ministry to be titrated, to focus, to adapted, to speaking the language of uh, the different stage that people are in. And uh, particularly as it relates to spiritual disciplines, we recommend uh, particular disciplines for particular stages where they are going to be most helpful. And so uh, we're just really loving working together and writing this book and look forward to telling you more about it as, as it gets closer to release. We thank you for your prayers as we're writing it too, as we are walking and working with Jesus and his easy yoke in this. And we really are seeking to be messengers of the Lord in this and share what he's taught us. This material comes from week two of our institute and also out of just the many years Bill and I have journeyed with people in our own journeys, integrating it all with what we've learned. So thank you for praying for us. You're an important part of that. And 
as you respond to some of the, the writings that we have on the website, that is always helpful for us too. We love to hear your stories and incorporate those in as well. But we're not just writing all the time, although one of the reasons we have been playing some of the recordings from our institute has been so we could take some more intensive time to focus on writing. You might not know, but as Soul Shepherding, a lot of our time every week goes to the blog and the podcast and meeting with people individually and speaking that we do at different churches. And we we love your prayers for that too. We've got coming up here this fall, we're going to be speaking, doing some training. We take a portion of our institute down to Mexico and do that for Mexican pastors at the church down in Tijuana. We're doing that at the end of November. We're doing a Sabbath seminar at Watermark Church. We're doing we're doing the sermon at Garden Church in Chatsworth. We're doing a staff training for Twin Cities. We're going to be doing a staff training for All People's Church down in San Diego. So we've got some different things like that coming up as well. We're doing a retreat for Calamesa, a pastor's retreat, staff retreat for them. So we've got all kinds of events coming up too. And we just treasure your prayers for us in, in each of that. And But we also want you to know that we are personally living in and te- living our teaching and growing in in that ourselves. And so, yesterday was an example of that, Bill. Yeah. So yesterday it was uh, Tuesday on the calendar, and uh, we took a Sabbath day. We, normally, we take a Sabbath on Sunday. It's a very sacred day for us. A day of uh, rest from all forms of work and productivity. A day of, uh, of course, going to church and uh, worshiping the Lord, uh, but really appreciating the, the work that God is doing in our life, uh, in our family, uh, in the world, uh, and in soul shepherding. And so particularly for me as a type A workaholic by nature and uh, history, Sabbath is central to my rhythm of life. And so it's been a, uh, in, in my book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, is, tells the story of my uh, recovery from uh, anxiety, drivenness, uh, hurry, workaholism, and so forth, as well as your story, Christy, as a people pleaser and uh, orbiting around people and struggling with low self-esteem. And we, we talk about these stories in the context of how uh, we grow in the grace of the Lord uh, through soul care and through spiritual disciplines and just uh, apprenticeship to Jesus and the kingdom of God. And so for me, Sabbath is really important because it uh, calms down all that uh, overworking and self-reliance and and that sort of thing. And it's not uh, easy for me to do, and yet it makes life easier. And since I've been doing it a long time, it's become fairly easy. But last week was one of those times where it wasn't that easy for me <laughs> because we had dedicated a whole week to uh, work on this book together, which is, uh, I don't think we've ever done that before. And it's more like we've kind of find uh, spots of time during the, the, the busy week of soul shepherding with all of the ministry that Christy just described. And so uh, this was a, a very fruitful week of writing and it went through us through Sunday, and so we didn't have a normal Sunday Sabbath, and because we decided, well, we'll take Sabbath on Tuesday after this this stretch of days. And so, well, when it came to Monday, I was like, I got so much work to do, and so I said, Christy, I need your help to practice Sabbath. I was so glad you asked for that, and I had been praying for you because I knew it was going to be hard. We were in a flow, we're holding all these different pieces of the puzzle in our mind of of putting these chapters together and the stories in the different points in what chapters, and it's really hard to stop that flow and to 
you know, enter in and really take that discipline of stopping and, and abandoning all that work to the Lord and trusting that He'll be at work even if we're not, and that nothing will be lost that we needed to hold on to, that, that He'll hold that all and bring that to it. And so I was really proud of you that you did that. And one of the things I really appreciate about our Sabbath rhythm is, remember Jane Willard saying to me about 15 years ago when I was really struggling with your Sabbath practice because as you started your Sabbath practice, you started it in solitude. And now I, of course, understand why. But I was feeling um, the cost of that and not a part of that. And I remember her saying, well, Sabbath is typically celebrated in community. And so I came back and talked to you about that. And we talked that through and we've learned to really do that in community. We've learned to, to do that together. And then even like yesterday, we were with our daughters and our granddaughter, eight hours, little Jujubee, who's now a year and a half old. And we had been away from her. She'd been asking for us, for Gigi and Papa. And so it was good for us just to have that, that time with her. And one of the things that came out in that time with her was just our appreciation to the ways that she's, she's yoked to us. We talk about the easy yoke as being an attachment, a bond to Jesus. And just like Jesus was to the Father, only doing what the Father tells him to do. And we see how... With Juliet and her attachment to us, how it's it's growing her, it gives her courage, it gives her more power than she has on her own, it enables and fosters her growth, her skills, and her bonding. But you are also noticing the power of words as we interact with her. Yeah, Juliet's use she uses her words to touch, to connect, to bond. And that's maybe an obvious thing if we think about it, but I don't know how much uh, you who are listening have really thought about this. I hadn't thought about it that much, but I've been thinking about it a lot more recently, just the power of words to touch the soul, the soul of people, my soul, soul of God. God is a soul, the Bible says. And so it's, and that's really uh, at the heart of what we do here in Soul Talks is we are having conversations and engaging in topics that are pertinent to uh, Bill and Christie's life and to your life listening. And we hope that these conversations stir you to have soul talks with your friends. And so in the very, very beginning, uh, primitive sorts of ways, Juliet is learning that. And so she will use her words to, to get attention. She'll use her words to bond. So she'll say, toes, toes, and, and point to her toes or to my toes because I'm wearing sandals because she's learned the word toes. And it's not just that she's practicing her language. I mean, that, that is what's happening, but that's really secondary. It, primarily what's happening is she wants to bond with us. She wants to see us look at her and light up. Yes, she has learned the word toes. And so then I point to my toes and to her toes, and we talk about it back and forth. And sometimes just randomly during the day, she'll go, toes, toes, because she's trying to make a connection. Or ducks, because we took a walk and we saw the ducks that go quack, quack, quack. And so she's using her, her words to connect, to bond, to be in relationship, to know that she matters, that she's listened to, that she has a, a place in this world and in our hearts. Well, and she's sharing her experience and she wants to share it with us. She doesn't want to just be alone in it. So I notice she's quick to hear and notice things I've come to be accustomed to and not notice. So a plane in the sky, she never misses a plane and she'll 
playing because she hears it. And then we'll go outside and we'll look for it and we'll find it together. And there's a bonding in that. So it's like we're sharing this experience of, oh, there's the plane. You know, she heard it. She initiated that. Then we go find it. And it's the same thing with, you know, she'll hear the crows, caw, caw. And then sure enough, you know, I'll stop because I hear them all day. I don't think about it. We'll go, we'll look at the crows, we'll watch them fly. And there's a, there is a bonding in that, that we're sharing an experience together through that. And she loves that quality attention. And I'm just so thankful for the things that we have learned through our studies in psychology and so forth about bonding and attachment, secure attachment, insecure attachment, and how you become more, more bonded, more, more warmed up, more engaged, more emotionally present uh, to the Lord and to the people around us so that we can be more loving. And so it's really fun for us to be helping little Juliet into this world of relationships. And because she knows that when she's with her Gigi and her Papa, that she, she gets this quality attention. She, she really warms up quickly and, and pulls on us. She like pulls our, our heartstrings yeah. with, with her words to get more of that bonding, more of that connecting. So it's fun because she's at this age developmentally where she is starting to learn boundaries. We've been working on bonding all this time, and now it's time for her to be learning some boundaries. And so the other day, she was wanting to put some small objects into her mouth because she likes to eat. And Papa, you you said no, because these were not safe for her. And so she looked at me, and she spread out her fingers in this startled response. No, 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 no. You know, And she was processing and she started with her little babbling, looking at me in my eyes and using her hand motions. And she was going, no, no mouth, no bite. No bite. And she, Papa, no bite. And she was telling me about her experience that she was going to put them in her mouth. But Papa said, no, not in your mouth. And she can't bite these. And and she went on and on and on, and I was listening, I was empathizing, I was affirming, I was letting her know she was safe and secure and connected to us, even though we'd said no, she couldn't do something. And it was it was fun. I, I said to you, wow, you know, most adults don't process their feelings that well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, her whole body was communicating it. I, I wish you could see Christy as she's talking, but... But as she's got her, her hands out and her arms straight and, and tense and going back and forth with a, a stressed reaction. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, you would think it was like I, I raised my voice or something, which I didn't. I was very yeah. gentle, but it was, it was a, you know, oh, no, Juliet. Yeah. And she wasn't used to that mm-hmm. response. She's used to right. Papa saying yes and, yeah. and cuddles and hugs yeah. and, and story time and, and right. fun and laughter. And, yeah. and so she was processing, okay, there's a boundary here. There's, yeah. a, there's a no. No, and so about fifteen times she told the story to Christy or to me, and we would we would listen, and yeah. then we would sort of echo it back, and and she yeah. was you could just see her body just processing this this emotion of th- this felt scary to me, but yet I feel loved too, and staying connected, which is so important with boundaries to know that you don't lose the connection. You can have a boundary without losing the connection. So she was using her words as soul touches and to, to keep that, that bond even where there was what could have been a disruption in the attachment relationship. And she could have, if she hadn't felt safe to process, she could have internalized that and, and felt shame and withdrawn and, and gotten kind of sullen and, and depressed because, oh, you know, Papa said no. And, but instead she was able to process it 
and feel understood and and get relaxed about it. And then it was really funny. Christy was so so brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so af- after a while, when Juliet kept coming up, we decided Christy realized. Well, let's let's remind her of all of her positive connections with Papa. So she got out the phone and showed her some pictures of uh, and some video clips of when I had Juliet in my lap and we were going down the slide together and going, wee! And she was just <laughs> laughing and laughing because Juliet was was feeling a little insecure and was clinging sort of more to Christy than yeah. to me because of going through this experience. The boundary. Yeah. yeah, she just wasn't... Sh- Still wasn't totally sure what to do with it. And she was, you could see she was repairing through the conversations with it, but she wasn't kind of all the way back to return to full joy with you. Yeah. So you showed her this video and she's, and then she just, her face just lit up yeah. and she looked at me and she looked yeah. at the video and, you know, then pretty soon she's cuddling with me and, yeah. and everything is restored as yeah. it was before. Yeah. It was a beautiful picture, I think, just of the health of what we need. When, you know, where we feel insecure, when somebody does something that maybe makes us feel insecure or makes us feel like a bond is broken or makes us maybe go to shame or fear, to be able to process that out and talk about that. You and I have done that a lot in our marriage over the years, and it helps us to be able to then return to joy and to know that, no, we, we're still loved. We're still secure. That relationship still is is intact. And also that practice of remembering the good is important, too. And helps us to be bonded, especially even sometimes we we can't be with the person that we're feeling the break in the bond with because maybe they're in the hospital or you know there's some some physical boundary that can't um, be removed. But a memory, remembering that, can mm. help us to remember the bond and feel close and attached again. Reminiscing is another mm-hmm. form of soul touching. Yes, and this this is true with God. This helps us in our bonding with God to remember God, to give thanks, to remember times we've experienced Him with us, His mm-hmm. closeness to us. Remember the last word we heard from Him, uh, where we you know really felt like He was personally speaking to us. Those are important things for us in keeping our soul connection with the Lord. Without these soul touches, we've got nothing. Because when God created Adam, it was with the touch of uh, their souls and a, a physical touch of some sort there that he comes to come alive and be a living, breathing, embodied soul. And we're playing that out every day. That's that's what we're talking about here. Every day in our relationships, our conversations, and our prayers, our, our souls are becoming more alive or shrunken and pulled back and, and less alive. And so uh, words are so powerful in this. And we need to realize no matter how how big and strong and, and tough or intellectual you are, how no matter how old you are, there's a little kid in you, just That's just right. like Juliet. Mm-hmm. And there, there, there's a tender part of you. There's a yes. sensitive part of you. And and your your spouse, your friends, the people you work with, your your kids or adult kids, we, we all have this uh, inner nature, this inner heart uh, that that is soft that has has feelings even if we're strong thinkers we have emotions under there and we need these soul touches we need to know that that we're listened to we're understood we're not alone we matter what we say matters and we're we're looking for ways to connect and in all that we're saying and all that we're doing we're always looking for those bonds and uh, as we were talking about sabbath earlier and uh, this is like a, uh, an advanced form of soul touching, to set aside a day, to rest, to not do our work, to worship God, 
And it's such a powerful practice when we, when we learn this. That's why we write about this in the Easy Yoke book, because if you want to live in Jesus' Easy Yoke, if you want to live in the peace of Christ, if you want to live in this uh, intimate, abiding relationship with the Lord, you need the practice of rest, Sabbath rest. Make every effort to enter God's rest, the writer says in Hebrews chapter 4. It's because our soul is renewed through rest, and, and of course, through God's word as well. But to really access God's word, our soul needs to be in a space of, of listening and attentiveness. And so, yeah, I, I love your comment about how uh, Jane uh, was telling you uh, in terms of your relationship with me that, well, you know, we'll talk to Bill about Sabbath is about community and uh, celebration. And, and that's true. And yet I laugh because uh Dallas Willard was teaching me about how <laughs> Sabbath is about solitude, and the two go together. They do. Uh, and you just made a brief, brief reference to that, Christine, but we, we learn Sabbath through solitude yes. and silence, because our world is so busy and so noisy, and it is so difficult to get unhooked, unplugged. And so really the only way you're going to do that is, is to get alone for an extended period of time in quiet and begin to meet your own soul right. and meet God in that place mm-hmm. and get get away from your email and your social media and the people who are uh, praising you or criticizing you or asking you to do things or, or that you're serving and just find out in your naked soul kind of what's going on and what you feel and, and meet God there. That's yeah. a powerful soul touching. Very important. And if you don't do that first and you only do Sabbath, jumping right into community, it's probably going to become about people pleasing and you're probably going to lose your soul to the other presence of others. And, and, we, and we can stir up with celebration. We have to learn how to, how to celebrate, how to even be in community and, and worship with joy, which is really important and valuable, but how to do that in a way that it's not just like a, an exciting activity that's a, yet another distraction or yet another sort of consumeristic thing where we're just kind of indulging in something to feel better. But it's actually part of soul care. It's part of, of truly worshiping God. And Bill and I want soul connection with you, our, our Soul Talks family and community. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your, your questions. We'd love to hear from you what you would like to hear on these podcasts and what you like, what's resonating and touching your souls, how the Lord's using it. And then also we just want to invite you into some other ways to connect with us. Soul Shepherding is a ministry. We're going to be sending out a, a ministry update here end of the year, and we would love to send that to you. So email us through the Contact Us button on soulshepherding.org and let us know that you'd like to receive that mailing of our ministry update. There's other ways, though, that you can support us. You can give online a year-end gift through our website in the Donate tab up top. You can mail a check, which also we've got the address on our website. But supporting us and joining and be what we're a part of, especially as Soul Shepherding is growing, we've hired an executive director and we're expanding our reach. And so if God has put it on your heart to join us with that, remember us in your year in giving, that would be great. We'd love to have that connection with you. And then you would automatically receive those ministry updates that we send to those that support us financially. Also, if you would like to be on our prayer team, email us that, and we'll add you to a prayer email that I send out about once a month, just letting you know 
different things that you could be praying for, for Soul Shepherding and for Bill and I. We so appreciate that, and it's so important to the work that the Lord is doing through Soul Shepherding around the world. And so thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Come and see us if you're at one of the events. Consider the Institute. We love getting to be with you in person, too, and getting to have deeper soul connections with you. Let's pray. Oh, God, how we love being in life with your people. Thank you for uh, putting us in relationship with people like our listeners. And it's so fun to follow Jesus together. And we thank you for the things you teach us through children. Wow. So amazing. Uh, Your brilliance, Jesus, that you used children as an illustration for life in the kingdom of God. And most of all, you just loved on the kids. And so I just thank you for the joy that we have in being uh, Christy and I and being grandparents. And for many of our listeners have been parents or grandparents or uh, aunt or uncle or help out in, in the uh, uh, children's ministry at church. And uh, it's just so good to be around kids and, and the things that they teach us and, and awakening the, the inner child in each of us that we would uh, uh, bond with one another and with you in ways that are authentic and, and personable and uh, filled with spontaneity and fun and discovery. And so we just thank you, God, for making uh, life such that we can do it together, adult to adult, and with children too. Uh, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope this discussion, the Soul Talk, has been helpful to you. We love hearing from you when you send your questions to us. It makes Soul Talks interactive. And that's what we love about the Soul Shepherding Institute is that we're a community of apprentices to Jesus and everybody brings questions about their life, their family, their ministry, their church, and our best teaching and learning comes in that context. So hope to see you soon. Visit us at soulshepherding.org.